Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. We're happy to have you here. This one is kind of a follow-up to one of our past ones, our boys part one, or spill about boys or something along those lines. It's now retitled. It's now retitled because it was boys like part one or whatever back before we got creative with the titles. Now it's, I think it's called He's Gay Now. So this is is the continuation of our, all of our boy stories. Right. So here's part two. We definitely have a lot to share that we couldn't get to the first time, obviously. But yeah, we're excited. This is always the juicy stuff. This is exciting. This is fun. And I'm sure you guys love to hear about it too. Okay. So Avantika is going to be the majority of this episode because she actually has dated someone recently. And so she's going to, I think, give the the lowdown on that situation. Right. And so when we say recently, it's been like five months, six months, I think. Okay, but I haven't dated anyone for three years. So it's recently. Relatively recently. There we go. So the story begins more than a year ago at this point. And this was over summer break of quarantine. So let's set the scene, right? I've been home for months, haven't met anyone new. School was like all online, blah, blah, blah. We were all there. So there was one night where I was just talking to my other friends. And one of my friends was like, yeah, I downloaded Tinder and I met some really funny guys. And basically we just laughed about them. We were like, oh my God, he used this pickup line. So funny. Or can you believe he said this? You know, a very joke-like thing. And so I was like, that's funny. I want to do that. And like on the off chance something happens, I wouldn't be opposed. So that night I downloaded Tinder and it was exciting. Like lots of matches, lots of guides reaching out. And I was like, whoa, this is a big change from not talking to anyone for months at a time. So I was like, you know, doing my thing, matching with people and making small talk And I think it had been like three or four days since I downloaded it. I matched with this really cute guy. And this is very unlike me, but I really like the pictures he had up. I was interested. So I texted him first and I said, hey, I don't usually do this, but you're pretty cute. And so then is the queen of pickup lines, obviously. Yeah, clearly. But it worked out for me. So and also Um, what what luck? Within four days, like a good one. Uh, Yeah. And like, I had seen other cute guys, but this guy, I don't know what it was. His smile. It just, I know I was smitten. So I decided to reach out and I was like, what the heck? Let's try it out. And then he responded to me within a couple hours. I don't remember it being super long that I had to wait. He said, oh, I'm flattered to have a pretty girl like you um, comment about me or reach out to me, something along those lines. So that's where the conversation started. We texted back and forth for a while, for about a day. And okay, this is my first impression of him. You're getting all the details. The listeners, you're you're hearing everything. My first impression of him was he's very mature, very adult-like because we had a conversation like, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? And he was like, oh, I'm working. And I was like, oh, working. Wow. He's a professional. And then he also had to go to sleep early. Working, up keeping early. in mind that working could be at a fast food restaurant. So it I'm could. not sure where this came from. <laughs> right. But he was I clarified. Professional already. It was just the vibe I was getting. And don't worry. I clarified. He worked as a medical researcher at a clinic. Which so is a legit perfect. job. 
So. It was, yeah, not a fast food job. That's for sure. Also, he had to be up at like five o'clock in the morning for this job. So like a responsible guy, no other teenager I know goes to sleep early when they know they have to get up early, but he like valued his sleep. So he would be in bed by 1030 and he would make it a point. Even if we were texting, he'd be like, I'm so sorry, but I need to go to bed. We'll definitely talk tomorrow. You and also that was- probably loved that he appreciated sleep because you are like sleep queen. So, Oh, a hundred percent, especially in high school, I would go to bed way before all my other friends. Like I would try to be in bed by 1030 Cause I had zero hour classes would start by six 30, but all my other friends were like after midnight, you know, normal teenager stuff. So that was one thing I was like, wow, he sleeps early. So any guys interested in Avantika, that's the way to her heart, like appreciate sleep and be responsible. Really. Also those take, me to, take me to in and out. That's the other thing. And that was also <laughs> on my Tinder bio. So I put it out there for everyone to what know. What was your Tinder bio? Do you remember? Yeah, it was. I don't think it was my best work, but I also didn't have like too many people to cross check it for me. I put that I was a student on there, a student at ASU. I put that the way to my heart was in and out and puppies. I'm pretty sure I said that. And I said, you added later points if you speak Spanish. I did. I said bonus points if you play an instrument or speak Spanish. And then I also said... Also, I would, the reason why I wasn't able to cross-check this is because we weren't friends yet. It was, yeah, no, not yet, because I got it in July, and yeah. we didn't meet till October. I said something else about looking for a relationship. I don't want to hook yeah. up, something along those lines. And I also said I'm not into smoking or drinking. So yeah. that was like... You should have, does Tinder not have a thing, like, in the bio or in the description, like friends with benefits versus looking for a relationship. Is that not like a selection? No, I don't think so. But they should have that. That is a good idea. They should. Most people just put it in their bio. Yeah. Um, Okay. So that was that. We talked on Tinder for about a day, a day and a half. And then I just realized I'm making all the big moves at the beginning of this relationship because we were talking about his dog. And I was like, oh, my gosh, send me a picture. And I knew I knew on Tinder you can't send photos because I think it's like to prevent people sending unsolicited pictures. Um, Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And so I said, oh, send me a picture of your dog. And afterwards, like after we had talked for a while, he admitted that he spent at least like a good 10 minutes trying to find the picture icon or like a way to send me the pictures until finally he was like, oh, can I have your Snapchat? I don't think I can send pictures on this. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted you to do. So I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, sure. And so he got my Snapchat and then he sent me pictures of his dog. Very cute. Guys really underestimate how much girls plan these things out like that it's intentional this happened to me I'll get back to this when I tell like my most recent dates but this just happened to me where I like said that everything I did was on purpose and he was like women are so smart I'm like yeah like you don't get enough credit sometimes oh, 100%. <laughs> we plan everything we all the details for sure yes so then we started talking on snapchat and we talked for like a decent amount of time just texting back and forth. So July 14th was the first day we matched. Don't don't ask me how I know these dates, okay? And then August... No, it's shocking with your Dory brain that you know all these know. things. Apparently, I only remember unimportant things like this. Um, and then August 18th was the first time that we called. And so 
I also suggested the idea of calling. See, another thing that I'm making the first move on. So I, um, I texted him and I was really nervous about asking him if he wanted to call. And I made it casual. I was like, hey, so if you wanted, like, would you be down to video call sometime? And then I was really scared he would think that I'm super weird for asking that or he didn't want to or some like he wouldn't want to. But to my surprise, he was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that sounds like so much fun. When are you free? And I for a guy, I feel like they don't video call too often. It's or maybe I just have a lot of a lot of guys asked to FaceTime. Really? I actually, that's been my experience that they actually like FaceTiming. Although FaceTiming a lot of times can mean like it's of the ceiling or something, which I don't really get that. Like might as well just call, but I don't know. I guess it's in case. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I think it's probably because all the other guys I was talking to before this relationship, they were in high school and everyone just texts in high school. No one really calls. But anyways, that was our first call. It went really well. And it would have, it went for, I think, two and a half hours. It would have gone longer, but I had somewhere to be. So it went super well. And then we decided we would call like some other time. It it ended up being after a week. So then we called and then we kind of had like a schedule going on. We would call every week for a couple weeks. And then it started becoming more frequent. So we'd call every couple of days. And then it became every day. And then we would just call every day and text all the time. So things were like moving really well. I was really into him. He was into me from what I could tell. Um, And October comes around. So remember, this is still in COVID. So we couldn't meet in person, which was like really sucky. But I think it gave us more opportunity to get to know each other really, really well before we saw each other for the first time. So this is where Acacia comes into the story because we had met October something. And so we, that was the first time we talked and we had discussed boys. And I was like, Oh, matter of fact, I'm supposed to go on a date tomorrow. And she was like, Oh my gosh, tell me everything. So I caught her all up and she gave me pointers and I was all set And then that day something came up. So we had to push it out a week, I think. Me and the guy ended up meeting. Um, And then we, the first time we went to a park that was close to my house because it was still COVID and there was nowhere else to go. Also, my parents are pretty strict. So that was the one thing I could convince them in a public park outside daylight. So I got that figured out. It's just funny because of course you guys were like going to kiss or whatever. So it didn't really matter, but you know, you got to make the parents do whatever you can to get the permission, you know? Exactly. And especially my parents. Oh God, it's always a hassle. Yeah. As Um, we talked about in the episode with Aisha. Yeah. So uh, we decide to meet at five o'clock, right? And he says he'll pick up Starbucks for the both of us. And I said, that's perfect. And so I go to the park at five o'clock, maybe I think like five minutes earlier. And my mom, she had dropped me to the park because we only have one car and she needed it afterwards. So while dropping me, she was like, I'm going to wait till he shows up just so I could see him. And I was like, no, please don't. She was like, no, no, I will. And I was like, it's okay, you can leave. And so she was like, no, I'm waiting. And I didn't want to argue anymore. So I was like, please leave. And then I closed the door and I started walking. And she didn't drive away. So she's just waiting there. And I'm like, Oh, my God, this is going to be so awkward. Like, 
I didn't even know if I was going to hug him when I first saw him. I'm nervous as it is because this is my first time seeing him in person. And then thankfully she waits like 10 minutes and Nate still hasn't showed up. So she drives away. And I was like, okay, this is the one time I think showing up late to date is okay. Because <laughs> that meant my mom didn't have to see. So then it's 5.15. He still hasn't shown up. So I'm like, getting a little nervous. I'm hoping he's not going to ditch me or what's going on. Are we on the same page? And I don't text him just yet because I'm like, maybe he's on his way. I don't want to, I don't want him to text while driving, but then it's 520 and now I'm like, he's 20 minutes late. So I decide to shoot him a text. I'm like, Hey, where are you? And he doesn't respond. And so I'm like, okay, that might be a good thing because that means he's driving on his way here. Then it's 530. I'm still just sitting at this park all alone, getting really anxious at this point. I was like, if he stood me up, I'm going to be so sad. Like, do I even text him? Do I want to talk to him again after this? Worst case scenarios are coming into my brain. And then I see a car. This is giving me the deja vu from when I was left in the lobby for an hour. Oh, my gosh. That was in our part one, right? You told that story? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because we did like best and worst dates. Mm -hmm. And that was my worst date. Yeah. So you know the exact feelings I was going through. Yeah. And then I see a car pull up and I was like, oh my gosh, I think it's him. And my heart starts racing and I'm getting all nervous again. And then I look down at my phone because I didn't want to be staring at him while he walks out of the car, you know? So I look down at my phone. The next thing I know, when I look back up, he's like right there. And I was like, oh my gosh, hi. And so then we hug and it was really nice. He bought me Starbucks. Uh, We talked. Was he more attractive in person than over the phone? It was very similar. I didn't find too many differences, but the differences I did notice was his hair looked so much softer. The whole time I remember, I just wanted to like run my hands through it or touch it or know how it felt (laughs) because it looked so soft. Second thing I noticed, his arms look way more attractive in person, probably because I don't see them over video call, but I don't know what it was. I'm not into arms. I wouldn't call it a turn on, but I definitely noticed them, whatever that not muscly. Like this is a lanky guy. So So I think it was like veins. I don't know. I'm not going to realize it. (laughs) And then the third thing I noticed was he was taller than I expected him to be. Cause again, you can't really judge height over call. And So we were talking, oh, also his eyes were much more bluer. And I think it's because like the sunlight was going in them, but they looked very nice. Great English, much more bluer, much bluer. (laughs) Yeah, my brain's getting fuzzy. I'm back in a moment. Okay, so the first date goes well, right? And I wanted him to kiss me because, well, let me preface by saying I never kissed anyone before. This was going to be my first kiss. And I was ready for it. We had been talking for a good while. The date was going super well. And he drove me back to my house because I didn't have a car. And he gets out of the car, hugs me goodbye. And at that point, I'm like, okay, this is your chance, buddy. Like, go for it. And he didn't. And I was like, okay. So I give him another hug. And then I walk back in my house. And then, like, we text the rest of the night, whatever. I asked him afterwards why he didn't kiss me or if he wanted to kiss me. And he was like, yeah, of course I wanted to kiss you. I just didn't want to ruin such a good date because it was already going so well. And I was like, okay, I guess that's valid enough. And then, but why ruin? Like, why'd he use the word ruin? Maybe he thought it like, if I didn't want to, he didn't want to 
I'll make it awkward or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then a couple weeks later, we have our second date. It's at a separate park because we're still in COVID. That one goes really well, too. He kisses me. Our first kiss is out of a movie. So I'm going to go. I'll explain it. We were in a parking lot and we were p- coming up to his car and I was getting ready to go to the passenger side and he was going to go to the driver's side. And as I start to like turn towards the right side of the car, he and we're holding hands. So he doesn't let my hand go. And instead, he pulls me towards him. And then I kind of like do a little half spin. And then I fall into him because I lose my balance a little bit because I wasn't expecting it. And that's when he kisses me. And I was like, wow, okay. It was really cute. And so he made it like a pretty short kiss. And I was still like processing everything. So then he walks to the driver's side. And I was like, oh my gosh, that just happened. So I walked to the passenger side and then I like wanted to kiss him again because the first one was so short. So I said something in the passenger seat and then we kissed a little bit in the car and then we went back and then kissed a little bit more in the parking spot in the other park. And then it was a good night. He understood the assignment clearly because he knew (laughs) that it was your first kiss too. So he did a good job, like not making it awkward, like making it smooth, making it cute. Exactly. And I think it also helped that I told him after our first date, I was like, I would not be upset if we did kiss sometime soon. And so he he was like, probably, yeah, the second date. Yep. So that went well. And at some time around this point, I'm getting a couple red flags. And the first one is, so that's during like election season, right? And we were talking about politics and stuff. And I see a couple things don't align with what I'm thinking. And this is a very controversial election. We all know what election it was. So when things don't align, it's a really big problem. So I remember having a lot of hesitation about that. And I was like, is this a reason to break up? Should I try to talk about it? What should I do with this? So I decided just to stick it out. We have those conversations. We're definitely at disagreement, but we still respect each other, that kind of stuff. So that was the first red flag. Then the second red flag was he started distancing himself from me, like not responding to my texts as fast and not wanting to call as often. And nothing had really changed from what I saw. So that made me kind of upset. And I tried talking about it and he didn't really give me any good reason, except I'm in a bad mood or I'm not having a good day. And I was like, well, I can help with that. Like, don't our calls help? Don't they put you in a Communication started to break down, kind of. Yeah, just these things kept popping up. And so at that point, I was like, okay, now what? Also, third red flag, third red flag was he would be high while they were on the phone. And Avonka <laughs> yeah. said, like, specifically, she's not in the smoking. And I think he even maybe said that he'd quit for you or that he was trying to quit, but then so- he'd be high. The story about that was when we first started talking, he did remember seeing that on my story, but he told me flat out, he was like, Hey, I do get high every once in a while for fun. It's not too often. And I was like, okay, thanks for telling me. And as long as it's not a super big problem, I'm not going to police you or I don't care that much. I just don't want to smoke. So obviously don't pressure me into it. And that was all fine. And then I would notice a couple calls where he would be extra happy or super talkative or in a great mood. And at the time, I thought it was because he he liked talking to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so nice that you're so happy today. And I didn't make the connection that there could be a third factor involved in his mood. So then 
it came up once where he like admitted he was like, okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm high during this call. And I was kind of taken aback. And I was like, I thought you said you only do it on the weekends. What do you mean? And he was like, yeah, but every here and there, I'll do it like during the week and while we call too. And I was like, oh, wow. And then he also said, this kind of hurt me the most. He was like, yeah, that's why I kind of keep the lights dim because I don't want you to see. And I was like, okay, so you were actively trying to hide it from me. And he was like, yeah, I guess. So that really hurt me because I was like, you're lying, trying to hide it. I thought we were open about this kind of stuff. So that was another red flag. Um, So at that point, lots of things were going on. I still wasn't sure if I wanted to break up with him or try to fix it or what I wanted to do. And then he also brought up the fact that he was unhappy because he wasn't able to see me as much as he wanted to because it was COVID, because my parents were super strict about the whole thing. And so I told him, you knew this from the beginning. Like, it's not like anything changed, but I think just the time got to him him having to wait like these many months and things are still not getting better. So a combination of all those things kind of culminated. And one day while I was calling him, I just confronted him about everything. I was like, what do you want to do about this? How do you feel about this? And we were talking and he was the one who, he was the one who ultimately brought it up. He was like, maybe this isn't the right time for us. And I was like, does that mean you want to break up? And he was like, well, and I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone else who doesn't want to be in a relationship with me. So that was the day we ended things that was in December. So the whole thing was only about six months long from talking to breaking up, but it does get extended a little bit. That day we decided like, you know, we're done, but we wanted to keep talking afterwards because it didn't feel right just to cut each other out of each other's lives. Uh, So we started talking. This was probably a bad idea, you know, in hindsight, it's better to have a clean break. I have definitely learned that. But at the time, I was like, you know, I still want to talk to him. So we would talk every now and then I never got over him because we would keep talking. So I never even gave myself the chance. And then a couple times in December, I did reach out to him, trying to fix things, trying to see if he wanted to try again. And he kind of shut me down both times. So at that point, I was like, okay, I'm done. This is making me look like a desperate person and I don't want to be that so I told myself no more and I stopped texting him and then in January I got this big paragraph from him like something out of a movie all the sweetest things he was like I've been thinking about you I miss you I still want to do all these things that we have on our list and I was so taken aback because I was like I tried reaching out to you twice and you shut me down both times, but now he's reaching out to me. What do I do? So I was kind of overwhelmed. I remember going to Acacia's house either like the night before or the day after or something and talked about it. And so I was like, okay, I want to give him another chance just because I missed him so much. I'm pretty sure we did like a pros and cons list about this because honestly, like I was seeing how upset she was like through all this. And it was really hard because like this was her first like more long-term boyfriend and the first guy that she had kissed, obviously. And first guy, I don't know. You guys had said, I love you at this point, right? Yeah. He said it first over text. I said it first in person. Yeah. So like lots of big things. And so when things started to break down, obviously it was like super upsetting. And then this like all through December when she was trying to reach out and he was just shutting her down and then all this kind of thing. So 
Yeah, there was a lot of counseling on my side. (laughs) (laughs) She's been through it all, let me tell you. And so then we started talking more. Valentine's Day comes up and we're like, okay, we want to do something for Valentine's Day because we also found out he was going to the military in a couple months. And before the military, he was going on another vacation. So we wouldn't be able to see each other. So we were like, okay, a Valentine's last hurrah kind of thing, because we won't be, he didn't want to do long distance. I didn't really want to do long distance either. So we decided once he goes to the military, that's when we're done, done. So the day before Valentine's day, we met up, we had a really good time. And I think it gave me the closure I needed. And then we kind of stopped talking from there because he went off to the military and school started for me, whatever. Um, since then I have not talked to him at all. So since February, now it's freaking August, but I would be lying if I said, I still don't think about him. And I think I'm definitely in a better place than I was. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's a process. (laughs) For sure. She was flirting and talking with a couple of guys from classes. No one really catching interest. No, and I think we did mention a couple of those stories before. Yeah, I mean, Sidewalk Boy and all that stuff, that right after. Exactly. So, because we started the podcast, like, pretty soon, like, just yeah, before January. kind of the, yeah, January, and then you guys had your closure, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then we've waited a couple months to tell the story just to, like, kind of let things Give cool off. Yeah. Exactly, Yeah. And so I hope he's doing great now, wherever he's at. I don't know anything about him, but that was my story. And definitely a big part of my life in terms of first everything, first real relationship, first time going on a date, except for one other time, but like really big occurrences. So that's me. Now it's Acacia's turn. Okay, so I work, I'm going to tell my most recent date and then I think work backwards, but we're going to do questions in between after I tell okay. my first date story. So my, the most recent date I went on, at least I think it was a date, was while I was in Ecuador. So I, we did a class reunion because I wanted to see everyone from the class that was in the city while I was there. And so we did. And it was really funny because everyone was like, oh, no one's going to come. Like my host sister and like her friends, they're like, no one's going to come. No one ever texts back in the group chat. They're so terrible. Like we've tried to get together and like only a couple people ever come. We got 14 out of 20 people to come to the party. So I was good odds. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even call it a party. It was like kickback kind of vibes, basically. Um, It was so it was really great. I like talked to people, obviously I talked to everyone. Then the end of the party, people are like leaving kind of things. And then I go and talk to one of my friends from when I went three years ago, he sat in front of me in the class. And so he would turn around and we would like talk a lot. Um, I was pretty sure he had a crush on me like back then. And I did confirm this because uh, I asked him, I was like, did you have a crush on me? And he's like, yeah. Um, so anyway, so we ended up talking like the last 30 minutes of the party, whatever. His English is like really good now because um, he had been taking classes and he actually got stuck in the U.S. during um, COVID. So his English is better. And I was like really impressed, whatever. He was, he's always been like super, super smart. He's studying 
mechanical engineering I think and he like knows what he wants to do like super driven like a lot of like my personality turn-ons for sure um anyway so we like talked for like the last 30 minutes at the end of the reunion and then that night that same night I think or maybe it was the next day he texted me he's like hey um do you know what days you're going to Quito because this was like right before I was just going out of town right before I left and I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, well, then I guess we like, are you going to go on this weekend? And I said, yeah, but I'll be home Sunday night. And he's like, oh, well, then I guess you won't be able to. I was going to ask you if you wanted to go out to eat with me, like if you wanted to go out. And um, but I guess you won't have time. And I was like, I'll have time. I was like, I'll make time. I'll make time. No worries. Like, yeah. I'll make time. Um, and so then we planned it for the night I got back. And he asked me, like, where I wanted to go. And I wanted to go to this really great sushi place. So we went. He, like, picked me up, which was really, really nice. I, like, dressed nice and everything. Dinner was so great. I was so proud of myself. Like, I was able to, like, stay in Spanish the whole time, even though he speaks English, like, just fine. And he understands it. Like, I spoke in Spanish for the majority of the time. Um, And then we were at the restaurant. He's like, do you want to get dessert here? Do you want to, like, go get ice cream? And I was like, let's go get ice cream. So then we got ice cream. And then after ice cream, I was like, I don't want to go home yet. Like, let's, like, there's a phrase in Spanish. It's like, damos la vuelta. And it's like, just drive around, basically. And I was like, so let's do that. Um, And so we did for like five minutes, five, ten minutes. And then he lives in the same um, neighborhood as my host sister. So we went back to the neighborhood and I was like, um, I was like, I don't, don't drop me off yet. And so there was a park, there's a park in the neighborhood. And so we sat in the park and like, I don't know, swaying on the swings, um, like climbed over the stuff. And then there was like a little suspension bridge kind of thing. So we like sat on that for a while and we were just talking for like, we were together, I think for like three or four hours, probably in total by the time he dropped me off. Kind of while I was sitting on the bridge, I was like thinking, oh, he's going to kiss me. Like I'm giving all the body language and stuff, like flirting, like trying to make it happen. Um, he's always been a really shy guy. So I didn't really, I, I thought like, you know, he's, it's a 50 50 whether he's gonna go for it or not but we were like I don't know talking about lots of stuff like seriously anything and everything and it was really cute um and he didn't do anything he dropped me off we had a really great time and then so fast forward like five days or something it's the night before I'm leaving and I had kind of done um like a goodbye thing like I went out with some friends and we had like a little we had a couple drinks and then um, I texted him. I was like, Hey, do you want to come by the house just real quick and say goodbye to me? And I was like, you know, thinking, okay, he's probably gonna kiss me here. Like at least like a goodbye kiss, whatever. Anyway. So he comes to the house. I go out and like, we sit in his car, whatever for, I don't know, hour and a half or something. I think almost two hours. And or again, just like the conversation always just like flows, flows, flows. Um, again, I'm turning up the flirting. I'm like, come on. (laughs) This is your last chance, man. Take it. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Anyway, so we kiss. Mission accomplished. I I, like had wanted to kiss someone while I was there. Um, and it really hadn't happened yet. So it did. And it was with like a good friend and yeah, so it was a good At the very last second he made it happen. Literally last second, my last hours in the country. Um, and he got one in there. And yeah, so, and we've been, you know, just texting, whatever. I mean, obviously no expectations of anything because we're so far apart, but 
it was a good time. And it was one of my better dates for sure. I think because just the chemistry was so good. Nothing felt forced. There were no uncomfortable lulls in conversation. Um, Yeah. Also funny story about the Spanish situation. So I thought when I left three years ago that my Spanish was so good. I was like so fluent. People could understand me so well. I get to Ecuador. One of the first things that the cook says to me, she's like, I am so relieved we can communicate now. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I could not understand a word you said last time. I was like, I knew my food words. Like how, like, and I think she was exaggerating. She was like, I couldn't understand you like at all. And I was like, oh my God. And then throughout my entire trip this time, people kept saying, oh my God, your Spanish is so good. Like it got so much better. Like, have you been practicing? Like, are you taking classes? And I was like, no. The ironic thing is no, exactly. I took one more class and then I text people occasionally. Like I'm not speaking it really. Like if there's an opportunity, I will, but that's like every couple of months, maybe. Um, so yeah, no, I, that made me feel really good though, that people like noticed that my Spanish was better. And I think what I've worked it down to is that I just am constantly consuming Spanish content. Like I'm always listening to it. And when you're always listening to it, you know how things are supposed to sound. So it just flows better in general. Um, and so I think that's what happened, but yeah, I thought that was so funny because it's like, I basically found out that everyone was lying to me. Cause I asked at the end of my trip, I was like, isn't my Spanish so much better guys. And to be fair, it was better because I had started from, yeah, I started from not being really able to communicate like a couple sentences here and there to being able to have conversations. But like now I can have like intellectual conversations (laughs) and stuff, um, like high level conversations. And so, and it's much more fluid in general anyway. So that was just, that's a funny aside. So I was proud of myself having an entire date in Spanish basically. For sure. And to all our Spanish speakers, listeners out there, we do want to have a Spanish episode soon. So stay tuned for that. Cause I also speak Spanish. I definitely want the practice. Akisha has been dying to speak sh- since she came back. So we we've been trying to plan that. And if you want to be a guest, because I mean, it would be great to have us just speaking Spanish, but I'd love to be speaking Spanish with a native speaker also in a Montecoin too. So yeah, reach out. Anyway, okay. So we have some questions related to the boys episode. Um, yeah. So, Vontica, what what do we have? Deal breakers. Okay. So, relationship deal breakers. Avantika, you want to start? What are your relationship deal breakers? <laughs> okay. Lying. Can we start with that one? <laughs> That's obviously for anyone. Yeah. Uh, I used to have a little list of them because there are some unique ones, you know, that you don't think of. Mm-hmm. but basically non-negotiables like not just pet peeves like non-negotiables mm-hmm. like must have I okay this one's not a non-negotiable but something that I put more priority on now than I used to is I want him to be in school the same year as I'm in school and see that's a little difficult because I want to go to med school and I'm going to be in school way longer than lots of other people but at least yeah. through my undergrad years I want him to be in college because that shows he has drive. He has a passion. He has goals. And after dating someone who didn't go to college, I can definitely see the differences. So that's one thing that I put higher on my list of priorities. What about you? Punctuality is such a big thing. I, anyone who knows me, I'm the most impatient person you will ever meet. So you really lose me if you're late 
And like significantly yeah. late, like I'm talking like more than 10 minutes, like 10, right. maybe even 15 if I really like you. <laughs> but after then that, I'm like, us. yeah, after that, then you need to be early to everything. That too. Like I'm so accustomed to it. And that's funny thing. Like in Ecuador, like no one is on time. So I have to like mm-hmm. change my mindset when I'm around Latinos because yeah. timeliness, not a thing. When you come across someone who's performing an action or doing something that is a deal breaker you remember it you're like oh my gosh I hate that but now when you're asked it it's hard to recall back on those moments yeah I think anyone who has like an addictive personality um so like they're addicted to something um I think that's kind of a turn off that that could be like pretty hard to deal with um yeah someone who's not driven because I have no hobbies like yeah. they don't do anything except school or work. Like have something that you do yeah. for fun. Well-rounded, well-rounded. Yeah. It sounds like we're sound like college application boards. Um, in your essays, 500 words minimum. <laughs> yeah. Um, driven is what I was saying. Cause I'm such a driven person. I couldn't be with someone who just like floats through life, like takes opportunities as they come kind of thing, but doesn't have any sort of plan. Cause I'm so plan oriented. Um, so that's a big one has to like kids like yeah we're not getting very far yeah exactly we're not we're not getting far if you don't want to have kids because that's like such a priority for me also can we talk about people who just don't like kids how can you not like kids it's okay if you don't want to have kids but how can you have a hatred towards kids they're the most it's usually it's usually not a hatred it's it's that they don't know how to handle them and so they just say they don't like kids because it's like an awkward situation for them I think that's what it is I don't and then like my last one is that um our political views and like core core values and core beliefs are the same that's a Another one that I didn't really consider too much of until my most recent relationship when I figured out, yeah, that's a root to a lot of problems we have. So if you have a good foundation about your political views, which political views means anything you believe in kind of thing, right? Because they're all intertwined. Yeah, it's like it's not you can pretend it's not an issue and not talk about it. But let me tell you, like watching other couples like oh, doesn't it work because it'll it'll come up and then you can't just ignore it because you get heated like people get heated about it. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, I guess a deal breaker for me, another deal breaker would be someone who doesn't like to travel because <laughs> I that's like something I want to do with a partner, obviously. So. Yeah, so that one's very typical of you. But I think in general, most people, the ones, the other ones we talked about would definitely agree with that. Yeah, obviously that one's super specific to me. Did you, did I ring any bells for you? Did anything else come to mind? Uh, Not that I know of. Oh, a deal breaker, a deal breaker for someone who's macho. I could Mm. not stand. I mean, we probably wouldn't get past like a first date or something anyway, because I'm just very, you know, strong, independent, outspoken, oh, yeah. loud, stubborn woman. So you're right. No. And that that's more into like now what kind of personality you're attracted to more than a deal breaker kind of thing. One thing I was going to yeah. say is I want someone who has a very similar music taste to me. Because another thing I noticed with my past relationship was whenever we were in the car, we would fight for the ox constantly 
we would be like, no, this is my turn to play a song. No, it's your turn to play a song. No, I don't like your song. To That's not like a deal song. breaker, though. No, I wouldn't say. See, none of mine are like deal breaker, deal breakers, but just preferences more like. Yeah. Preferences. I'm hoping this semester will will meet some people in person. This starting. Yes. It'll bring new opportunities, new guys. Hopefully already. some quality guys. That would be great. Fantastic. Yep, yep. And so hopefully at that point we can record a boys part three because these are always <laughs> fun to do. Yes. So song of the week, Avantika, do you need a moment? Yes, please. Okay. I was thinking about this because I knew we were going to record today. And my song is, I've been listening to like the same seven songs on repeat. So actually, okay, I'm going to do two. <clears throat> I love Yonaguni by Bad Bunny. That has been stuck in my head a lot. And that one actually came out like a month ago. So it's like not like new, new or anything, but that I've been listening to on repeat. And then I have some Italian songs actually. So um, one, an Italian creator that I watch, she and follow, she came out with a song called Come Stai. And that one's really good, very catchy course. And then my friend, um Philo who is a musician and his artist name is Das Plan he came out with a song I think a couple months ago now like two or three months called Muro and that song is a banger let me tell you like and the chorus is so good always stuck in my head and like I know all the words and everything so hopefully I'll get to see him perform it live someday because that would be super cool and I do want to visit him in Italy at some point he was an exchange student here 2019-2020 and we became friends through that so yeah you know what would have been fitting if you chose a song by Raul Alejandro because today you found out that you're going to a concert yes I am I'm so excited my first concert post-COVID and I'm going to see Raul Alejandro I am so excited so Mm -hmm. excited so choose what's your top song from him you have to P hands down oh okay so we've already talked about it yeah but I love Tattoo and the remix with Camilo of course so I've been kind of listening to more musicals lately I just go into phases sometimes I'm in a Disney phase sometimes musical sometimes pop who knows what it is So I choose When He Sees Me. It's from the musical Waitress, which is a pretty Mm -hmm. popular one. Uh, Super cute. It's about falling in love, finding the right guy, and catchy. That's my I love musicals. Mm -hmm. I love musicals. I'm seeing Hamilton in Gamage in, like, October. Yeah, this is my second time seeing it live. I'm excited. That's so nice. You'll have to let me know how it is. Yeah. If Waitress comes, we should go see Waitress because I haven't seen it. Yeah, me neither. I haven't seen too many musicals. Mm. Like, I've seen a decent one. amount. Yeah. Probably like five or six. Not bad, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Spilling the tea as always. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Friendship in a Time of Coronavirus. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review telling us what you think.